When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from Lighthouse Hockey and the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me on this Monday afternoon via Zencaster is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, uh, when we last spoke two weeks ago, uh, we joked that we hoped that Lou Lamorello would not speak with the press uh, until at least August <laughs> for like some hilarity. Uh, and then a couple of days later, Lou did have his press conference proving that without beyond a shadow of a doubt that A, Lou listens to this show and B, he has a sense of humor. And so now we have to get together and talk about uh, what are kind of old topics right now. But uh, how are you feeling, uh, I guess, as far as the uh, Islanders offseason has begun? We'll talk about the cup finals in a second. But as of right now, at the very beginning of what will be the NHL's offseason, how are you feeling about the New York Islanders? I, yeah, I have no idea what to expect. Um, and I mean that in a, in a very low expectations kind of way. Uh, I don't expect <laughs> the Islanders to be uh big players making like big impact and on the market um i'm actually kind of happy with how they're set up uh because of how weak the free agency class is so like they they're not going to yeah um hopefully make the mistake that garstow made in with andrew ladd or anything like that and uh it seems that most most of the kind of exciting movement and this offseason will come via trades, and uh, it's been pretty quiet on that front except for the Columbus Blue Jackets, who, mm. depending on who you ask, are either – they have the the class blue line of the NHL, according to <laughs> PHWA President Frank Saravalli, right. or look at the betting market, and they're 200-1 to win mm. the Stanley Cup. So I don't mm. know if, if, if those two things <laughs> are uh, talking about the same team, but – um, <laughs> I, I, I just don't think that they're like, I don't think that there's a reason to get excited about them, which I'm happy about as well, because the past t- few times when we've been excited about, oh, they're going to do something, they got to do something, uh, famously last summer, mm. uh, they didn't. And it made you kind of mad at the team, even though, but in hindsight, not doing anything last summer outside of you know trading for Matthew Kachuk like that was the only move that was out there uh that that really paid off for the team that made it everybody else kind of shot themselves Mm -hmm. in the foot or uh got dwindling returns from the players that we thought the Islanders were well not we thought but we were told (laughs) that the Islanders were were gonna sign so uh I'm I'm going in with with very low expectations, and that way, I can't be disappointed. But all that you know, when that said, when the first rumor of the Islanders being linked mm. to someone out there, you know, William Nylander or, or Nick Ehlers, like I'm I'm obviously going to go dive head first and 
yeah. have it let it ruin my summer when when they don't come <laughs> it is kind of funny and i hadn't thought about it until now but you just kind of mentioned two guys and uh they they're kind of both sides of the same coin like on one hand you've got the andrew ladd contract the islanders went out signed a free agent for the first time there was too much was the wrong guy at the wrong time and it ended up being an albatross around their neck for a while but then you've got like i don't know about nazim kadri so much as johnny goudreau who never signed with the Islanders, was was never going to sign with the Islanders. We were told he was going to sign with the Islanders, and he ended up going to Columbus and doing very little. <laughs> so it's like the two two exact opposite ends of the coin. One guy who showed up, didn't do much for a lot of money. Another guy who never never going to play for this team, cost somebody else a lot of money. So I don't know, it's kind of weird. But um, uh, yeah, uh, the uh, this is the rumor monger time. This is their time to shine. They're going to start kicking things up. Be on the lookout, of course, for, you know, your... Your generic idiots of like Boob McKenzie and Ellie Ort Friedman and guys like that, uh, you know, trying to make things uh, more irritating. But uh, yeah, we're going to start hearing rumors soon. And that is because we have reached the NHL offseason. Uh, we should, Friedge, uh, pay a, a, a tribute to the Vegas Golden Knights, who are the Stanley Cup champions. They defeat the Florida Panthers in five games. Jonathan Marchessault, an original Golden Knight from their expansion draft uh, or expansion season, I should say, wins the Conn Smythe Trophy. Uh, my in-depth, very informed take on the Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup in year six is that it's fine. It, like, honestly, it's fine. Like, I'm not, I can't, I find myself very, very hard for me to get, uh, you know, excited one way or the other or have a, a strong opinion. It's fine. Vegas is a good team. They beat a pretty good team that, you know, made a lot of noise and, and had a good playoff run. And that's it. They got good players. And I find it funny when you all, the, you know, this happens obviously every year, but this year it's happening a lot because there's, you know, this is a very strange situation. This team is six years into their existence and they've already won the cup in their second cup final. And all these articles about what can we learn from the Golden Knights success have popped up. And I'm here to tell you that the answer to that question is nobody's going to learn a goddamn thing. Nobody ever learns anything from the Stanley Cup final. Nobody ever takes away any lessons that are in use in any way useful in any way, shape, or form. I mean, players, management, fans, broadcasters, media, nobody learns anything from the Stanley Cup winner. It, it is a joke that it's like, oh, well, we, here's what you need to learn how to be aggressive. Okay, well, then when the Lightning win with a roster they had for 10 years, what's the lesson there? It never means anything. Everybody thinks they're a genius and that their plan won't fail until they get fired. And then they go on to some other plan. <laughs> so that's my take on the Stanley <laughs> Cup final. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I'm glad you know, Vegas won. It's great. I don't need to see any more about the play. <laughs> I was just about to have say fun. that. I hope they have a great, great time. Um, you guys go out, have fun, party. I don't care. I don't need to see pictures or video. Please don't send me. I don't care. Yeah. It's <laughs> so what was your take on the Cup final and the uh, resulting parade, I suppose? Um, yeah. Well, I, I agree with your, your thing about the copycat league. Everyone always just says, oh, this is such a copycat league because that was a a credo of the the emerging two-online chart-mongering Twitter <laughs> back in like 2017, 18 when it really was in its salad days. Mm. And um, me and Elvis are, we don't like that, that <laughs> corner of the internet, obviously. Yeah. Um, but he, like... Elliot Friedman actually said something when I was listening to 32 Thoughts the other day about this, and it was exactly what I was thinking as they were having this discussion. And I was like, oh, man, they're not going to say this, but it would be really nice if, if somebody said, everybody mm -hmm. always 
everybody now wants you to show, oh, see, you don't need draft picks. You can be aggressive. You can do this. You can make the big, mm-hmm. take the big swing and, and you can mortgage your future and keep trying and keep, uh, you know, pushing back the rebuild and look like Vegas mm-hmm. did and look at where it landed them. Like, um, and then he said that, yeah. And then someone makes a trade for, so like someone and, and they get criticized, like, what are they doing trying to win with this group? Like, <laughs> you're gonna, you, why aren't they rebuilding Bo Horvat? You're going to give this is a fireable yeah, offense. Right? Like, That's my favorite thing. OK, sure. Um, Like Pierre Dorian is the one he he brought up. Yeah, he made the trade for to last year and everyone's like, what a great trade. And now he's getting you know raked over the coals because the guy, <laughs> the the risk isn't paying off. And everyone's t- mm. on, so on one one side of their mouth. This this community saying, look at what Vegas did. You could take risks and and you mm-hmm. should and you can make the big trades like like the Eichel trade. And then on the other side of their mouth, they're saying, why on earth would the senators even attempt to make this trade if they knew this was a, a possibility? This is such bad asset right. management. Um, mm-hmm. So that was that's one kind of takeaway. Uh, the other one too, like the, the other parade stuff is just everything. <laughs> you know, one one. Y- one hockey player you know shows a, a little bit of personality that first of all we've mm. we've seen this 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 shtick before uh we see it every right. summer uh and then it gets talked about for eight minutes as if it's you know the mitch hedberg just reincarnated and did a set at the apollo and brought the house down right and it's and it's just you know a mm. drunk guy saying um you know I, i'm so happy and drunk <laughs> and rich on a stage so uh yeah, that that overreaction. You knew it was coming because all we're talking oh, yeah. about was, oh, this parade is going to be an all. No, nobody parties like Vegas. You know, it's a whole big thing. Everybody's every Tampa city was, says. Oh, that. I <laughs> think they're going to go on the boats again. This is <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. You know, and uh, right. but I'm happy it's over. We're happy mm-hmm. that uh, it was a a team that has very little effect on on the Islanders and our. And our well-being that won. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm. I'm also just cracking up at the the like the ratings talk, of course. Which, oh uh, yeah, you know, you, yeah. you had people right before the 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 final started. You you had to. It's almost like when something mm-hmm. comes out and there's this like a group like something happens in greater society and the and the world mm-hmm. thinks that if, if if I don't tweet about this, how will people know that I'm not on the right side of history? Right, right before the <laughs> the Stanley Cup started, you, you, mm. if you didn't tweet out, I don't care that these are two small market teams. Like, I want you know, this is good to grow the game, which it was. And then after the after the Stanley Cup ended, everyone's like, the ratings were terrible. The NHL, like, this is bad for the cap. Maybe they should have just let the Leafs right. through. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah it, right. but that's it. I mean, it's that's the cynical view of of the Stanley Cup final. Um, mm. A lot of likable players on Vegas, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I thought that the, uh, the Mark, like Mark Stone, I'm happy that another team won with an LTIR guy too. Cause I just love those, com- <laughs> those complaints right. uh, as well. Like one, it's yeah. so much fun to, oh yeah, please let's have that discussion again. Let's take up 20 mm. minutes of everybody's time as they're trying to find out, you know, where mm. is, uh, is Mark Shifley going to be traded to, to the, to the lightning mm. or something. That's what. No, what they really want to hear is us go back and forth for the thirty seventh time in the past two months about if <laughs> the LTIR loophole. It's like the ta- no tax state thing. You know what's coming, mm. Elliot? I think a Canadian yeah. salary cap. 
and an American team salary cap. Yeah, please. Let's keep talking about that too. This is why people listen to the podcast. Um, mm. But yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm happy it's over. I'm happy that uh, it's, I was, I was up in uh, Saratoga for my friend Dylan's bachelor party this weekend. And uh, on the drive home, I, I was just thinking, you know, now I can, I feel like I can think about the Islanders off season in earnest now. Mm. Like, like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's easy to do with, I, I I make it a hard and fast rule not to do it, not to even tempt myself with it until mm. the Rangers and t- John Tavares are eliminated. Um, <laughs> and then I start to kind of just like get my bearings a bit. Uh, and now mm. I can fully, you know, get ready to, yeah. like I said, ruin my summer by thinking about <laughs> what moves the Islanders will not make. Yeah, definitely feels that way. It was hard to think about them like while the Panthers and Hurricanes were doing their thing or the the Knights and uh, who did they play? Stars were doing their thing. And uh, yeah, now it now it feels like the focus is fully on them. And uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, I agree with everything you said there. Again, nobody ever learns anything. So it it was funny that we have these same these same conversations over and over again. And nothing ever changes. Um, By the way, if. um, I've learned this uh, getting as I've gotten back into wrestling. If you're not a network executive or a shareholder in the league, TV ratings mean nothing uh, yeah. to you. So please don't. Have you have it. you ever found out <laughs> means what how they're even like calculated? I, you have to have like a special. I, I don't know anybody. I've been watching sports yeah. for my entire life, mm. and I don't know a yeah. single person in my life who's ever said to me, "Oh yeah, I got one of those Nielsen boxes." Yeah, I, th- we never get that kind of. It's like uh, it's like we don't get the. Um, like focus group stuff for movies or like fast food places. Like I know places in Ohio, like McDonald's will have kind of weird food. Cause it's like a test market. We it never sounds, it sounds like a terribly inexact science and something that maybe somebody <laughs> should is, just be like, this is a terrible like, yeah. way to, to judge anything. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, Especially now with streaming yeah. and, and VOD, like it and it's just means, so these, these numbers. So, and, and it's always, it's always funny. <laughs> then they go back into history. They're like, this is the lowest rated, Stanley Cup Finals yeah. since the the Oilers and Hurricanes <laughs> played in two thousand six. Yeah, that one was on OLN. Right. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> let's just look at where yeah. like what's going on right. in, in hockey rather than uh, like getting into the minutia of ratings and it's yeah. it's they're on they're playing on TNT and sense. ESPN. Yeah. The, the broadcast may suck, but it's there's a reason that yeah. you know it's 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 bizarre when when people make those kind of comparisons. Yeah. Um, Re- wrestling fans are insane and you know, like you know you'll you'll watch i like to watch aew dynamite you'll watch it you'll enjoy the show and then the next day it's like all oh, the ratings that they were down one hundred fifty thousand people from last week and you'll have people being like oh the company's going down dude what are you talking about <laughs> 150,000 people is nothing well, also who, yeah, cares? who cares i enjoyed the show it doesn't matter like well, we made this we've, made, we've talked right. about this before like there is the yeah. same kind of corner of hockey twitter that also likes to cosplay as the marketing department yes. for the NHL and, and also yep. network executives 100%. and also Kyle Dubas's <laughs> assistant GM. Like you're just a, you're just a normal person or you're just a fan. You're, you're, right. you're just normal men. You, you know, you, you could just, you could just watch the game and, and not let that stuff, yeah. you know, worry about, you don't have to worry about that stuff. Cause it's not your job to worry about yeah. if, if this is, this market is being reached by this Stanley cup final. And you writing about it yeah. in like the hockey news or whatever isn't going to is it gonna is it gonna change it? Oh man, I just read this article by this person who definitely knows what they're talking about. Uh, we need to figure out a way to 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 get some more eyeball, eyeballs in Akron, Ohio, or else we're we're in some big trouble. Yeah, exactly. It's this is all important 
because at some point when the Islanders do make a Stanley Cup final again, this is going to happen a lot. You're going to hear, hear reading about this kind of stuff a lot. Yeah. So think of this as a preparation for somewhere down the road uh, when you start reading this kind of thing. But uh, we can start to talk about the Islanders offseason. And we did get a press conference from Lou Lamorello a couple of days after our last episode. Was it terribly informative? Um, no, but I think there was a lot more said than in a typical Lou press availability. And uh, a lot of these topics, honestly, we covered in a mailbag episode we did on our Patreon. Uh, if you want to hear that, head on over to patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. still up. You can sign up and, and listen to it. And so I, I don't want to kind of re you know rehash stuff that we talked about before for, for those who may have listened last week. Uh, so what I've done is I've kind of pulled out really the four kind of biggest topics that Lou brought up or the four biggest statements that he made that were more more notable than the others. And so I'm going to throw it out to you and I, I want you to kind of, I'm going to read them out and I want you to tell me which one you think is going to be the most uh, significant for next year, like, or, or even this off season. Like, what do you think is going to have the most impact of these four statements that Lou Lamarello made at his press conference is going to have on the Islanders off season. So here we go. Statement number one was that Josh Bailey may be nearing the end here. Lou actually said that when asked about Josh and talked about his, his accomplishments, but you know, he, he might be nearing the end here, which was kind of significant. Uh, Lou also said he wants all of his uh, unrestricted free agents to come back. That includes Scott Mayfield, Simeon Varlamov, Zach Parisi, and Pierre Engvall. He wants them all back. Uh, what that means for the Islander salary cap, we have no idea. But uh, he does say he, he he did say he wanted all those guys back. The other one uh, is that the Islanders do have enough team speed. That uh, team speed was not an issue. It's about playing fast, not necessarily <laughs> skating fast, and they uh, you know do have that. They're, they're not nearly as bad in that element as uh, some people might have said. And then the fourth thing was that uh, he does wonder what happened in the third period of game six. <laughs> and the reason for the delay was that he wanted to get some answers. Apparently he didn't get an answer to that question. <laughs> so what happened in game six? Uh, so of those, and he said some other stuff too. He talked about maybe the criticism of Noah Dobson was maybe a little bit much. He talked about how he and, he and Lane Lambert are going to be back next season, no matter what. But I felt like these were the four things that kind of stuck out to me the most. So of these four, Bailey nearing the end, want all the UFAs back. I also have enough speed. What happened in third period of game six? Which of these do you think is going to be the most significant for, I guess, the the next season or even this offseason? Like, what do you think is going to kind of guide the Islanders to their next iteration that's going to hit the ice in October? I think it's it's Bailey because of the cap space situation mm -hmm. where is there a chance that they, I think that there's a better chance than I originally mm -hmm. thought that they're going to be able to get his full $5 million off the books without a huge pay. Maybe it's like a, mm. a fourth round pick or something, you know, I don't, I don't, because it's just one year. And I, and I just think looking around at the, the teams that are uh, at the bottom of the kind of betting board and stuff, the long shots, I think, I think, Bailey could go to those teams, help them get to the floor, be play a play a role, and th there's some value to him mm. uh, on the right team. And they, mm. I don't think that would mind uh, would would make the Islanders break the bank to to borrow mm. Josh Bailey mm. uh, for half a season <laughs> before they then try to flip him at the trade deadline. Mm. So um, I think that's that's the one because. 
without knowing without knowing that answer, you don't really know the answer to the uh, unrestricted free agents question because if Bailey, you know, if if they have to buy him out or retain any salary, whatever it ends and ends up like it, it really limits their options. And the question then becomes, do you want to bring all four of these guys back? to should you um and i think like the answer is probably not unless you can get that full five million because look we we like pierre engval a lot here um i think he was Mm. great fit the islanders haven't really had a player for him like him in quite a while you you saw what that kind of injection of speed did to this roster uh but if if you're going to put him in on this roster, take up not only cap space, but a roster spot and a, and a, and a spot where the Islanders could in theory, go get a bigger game breaker than Engvall. Uh, and, and it's going to put you right up against the cap and, and limit your flexibility. Then, um, you know, then, then what do you do? You, do you do it? Like, Pierre Engvall's signing Pierre Engvall for next season is not going to make you a worse team, but right. c- considering like the salary cap implications, does it make you better enough? If, if, if that yeah. kind of awkward turn of phrase works here, but uh, yeah. does, does it improve your team enough to, to just bring him back? And I think that if the Islanders have some salary cap breathing room, then it's fine. But if, if they don't, yeah. then it's a, a little bit of a, a dangerous stance, so uh, that would that would be sure. my answer. Um, but I I got the biggest mm-hmm. kick out of the, uh, the 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 final two, which which I don't think have much of an implication <laughs> onto next season. But they just cracked me up because I I just like the idea of Lou just holding all these meetings, like breaking down tape on, on, mm-hmm. of the third period of Game Six against the Hurricanes, and and just trying to figure out, you know. What the hell yeah, happened like, out like, there? Like you know, shining <laughs> a light in, in the eyes of uh, you know Ryan Pollock and be like, you pinched here. Uh, what's what's going on? What's going through your head? But mm. um, yeah, I, that's what I was saying. Like I pulled these. I mean, there was other stuff, and if you haven't heard it by now, uh, you should go back and listen. But there was other stuff he said. But these were the ones I thought were kind of the most, I guess, open things that he he said. Again, Lou is not the kind of guy who gives away a lot <laughs> in these things. And but when he says, I think Josh Bailey's nearing the end here. That's kind of a significant statement to make, you know, and, and again, pushing back against the idea that they don't they don't have enough speed is another one. Uh, Mike and I did a, a great roundtable with uh, James and John over at NASA Men Hockey Podcast last week, uh, video and everything. So if you want to see our lovely homes and faces, you can check that out. Uh, definitely. Uh, if you haven't, you should. And again, we talked about a lot of this stuff. And that was the conclusion that we kind of came up with, which was basically that it's great to want all these guys back, but how do you do that? And then what does that mean for the rest of the team? Then you're not really changing all that much. And obviously the Islanders are a team that needs at least some kind of change somewhere in order to avoid what happened in the uh, game, the third period of game six. So yeah, moving Bailey would be a huge boost to them. That would open up. I mean, they've got over 10, over 5 million available in cap space right now. Removing Bailey gives them, I believe 10 million. So that would be a huge, huge, huge thing, but it takes two, two to tango. And we're going to talk in the second half about a couple of trades that uh, we, we think might actually happen for the Islanders. And obviously Bailey is involved in both. So <laughs> only one or maybe neither of them is going to happen. Uh, I did think the speed thing was kind of interesting because, again, 
I think that is going to go back to what players Lou wants to bring in uh, or is looking at, because you know, if he doesn't think the Islanders need an upgrade in speed, then he's going to be looking at probably some older guys and, and guys that can you know play roles and they don't know the, the foot speed is not really kind of a, a priority for him. And maybe it works out, but I don't know. I just found it kind of funny that he was doing the, uh, the all day we play fast. And I was like, did you though? I don't really know if, uh, if you really did. And again, that gets back to the Dobson consideration where he, he thought that, you know, maybe there was a little, little too much criticism on Dobson and he's going to be fine. And I, I agree with him. He's probably right. But I think, uh, you know, when you have as much trouble breaking out of your own zone as the Islanders did last year, it's hard to play fast. So um, it was an interesting whole thing uh, that, that he did. And again, it's a lot of it. I mean, honestly, probably what 75% of it was, just word salad <laughs> just kind of go you know he, he was calm he didn't he didn't he didn't even joke all that much but uh i thought it was pretty interesting so um yeah we'll have to we'll have to see uh did, he, he didn't say anything i'm trying to remember what else he said during that whole time but really these four and the the dobson thing and the, and the obviously the fact that he and lane are going to be back that was question number one was that he was going to be back but uh you know the first question i i think it was andrew gross asked him like, like you know what what was the cause of the delay he's like i just i wanted to get some answers and Honestly, by the end of it, it didn't sound like he had all the answers he wanted. So why not wait? I don't know why, you know, at that point he had waited so long. Why not wait a little bit more and get some more answers and make Mike and I happy by waiting until August? But I guess uh, so. Yeah, uh, you know, we had a little bit to go on, but uh, that's about it. Um, I don't know. Did, did I forget anything? Did he mention anything else? No, I mean, I mean, made a big deal about the five centers thing. Oh, that's right. That was yeah, the other thing. And yeah, right. to me, like. Yeah, he, he mentioned that they have five centers, which is obviously yeah. not a bad thing. But it was also like, well, okay, only four of them can play center, though. So what does that mean? <laughs> and, and and we were joking about, like, when, when he said that, people made a big deal about it. Um, and look, mm. I know everyone's in the, in, in the media landscape today. It's just you got to make, even if, if it's just like mm. the littlest morsel you can imagine, you got to make content mm. and try to do your best to get some sort of you know article up and drive engagement and clicks Mm -hmm. and all sorts of stuff and um when they were talking about it on 32 thoughts that Mm -hmm. he thought you know elliot freeman thought this was a big clue to what to what the islanders are going to do in the off season this was an Mm -hmm. one of those examples of kind of the opposite of what i was talking about before with the (laughs) the stanley cup final discussion where i was like i wanted to just call him immediately and say (laughs) <laughs> do you think that the other 31 general managers aren't aware of how many NHL senators, uh, senators the Islanders yes, have? Like, Seriously. You're not. Ron Francis isn't waking up and thinking, huh? Oh, huh. Mm. Look, Casey Sezikis is an Islander. I didn't, I didn't, he plays center. And, <laughs> and so does Brock Nelson and Bo Horvat and right. Matt Barzell and, mm. and JG Pasho. That's, that's weird. Maybe we should call them mm. and just see <laughs> what's going on. Hey, Lou, did you know you got five centers right. on this team? And, come on Uh, and also like the more i think about it like i know people and there's a chance and and me and you have talked about this as well i think jg pajot is certainly a possibility to move out as well and that's another Mm. five million up that the islanders can then play with and put somewhere else on the uh on the books but i was i mean you think about you gotta just think about it the other way which is you go through an NHL season and everybody's just going to get hurt. Like people just get hurt, miss games. Yeah. The Islanders were playing very important games with Ross Johnston 
in their lineup, Otto Koivula, uh, right. Parker Watherspoon, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's just not a bad thing. Like the Islanders, if they wanted to, could roll Matt Barzell, Bo Horvat, Brock Nelson, uh, and then JG Pajot and or Casey Sezikis down the middle and then have, you know, one of those those two Pajot or Sezikis play wing on a line or, you know, obviously they can do it with Barzell. They just have that flexibility that, no, I mean, what team is, is that good down the middle? And right. it's it's kind of a similar situation to Varlamov where the Islanders have this this incredible position of strength over the rest of the league. If if with Varlamov, do you want to sacrifice that and throw uncertainty into an area uh, of the team that you could feel pretty confident about? Because this this team already has enough question marks. So like, yeah. let's say they got they didn't bring back Varlamov. They they save the two or th- two or three million dollars by signing uh, Dave Riddick or bringing back Thomas Grice or something like that. Then you what like does that savings go to going to somewhere else in the lineup offset the question mark you just created in goal? Yeah. I think it's the same thing with Pajot. Like if you're going to free up that space, like you, you better, there better be like a plan. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, and, much, and yeah. to, well, you'd move Barzell back. Yeah. Exactly. Center, yeah. I assume the second line, but then where you exactly. wings, like, you're exactly like you're taking, you're, solely. you're taking, you're making a, a hole. The Islanders have holes already. Right. Um, so right. when they've got, they've got a couple of really important holes already filled in. Um, and then, you know, some, some other ones that aren't, I don't know if they should create another one, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't, I, I don't think that the five centers thing is a big deal. It's like, you don't, it's not illegal to have five good centers. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's not, it's, it, I get that it gives you the opportunity to trade one and, and fill another void, but mm-hmm. yeah, then, then, you know, Bo Horvat or Matt Barzell get hurt and all of a sudden you're rolling Barzell, Nelson, Pajot, Otto Koivula. And it's, and then we've, we've seen how, how this, this team can just go off the, the tracks by the littlest, littlest thing. So, yes. uh, and, and people, yeah. like I said this on the NASA men podcast we did, uh, people give so much attention to the fact that Barzell was hurt with Horvat, um, when Horvat came, but JG Pajot was also hurt. So, yeah. so Horvat was playing all these different roles. And that's, I think what Lamarilla was referring to when he said that they overused him, but, yeah. um, and uh, and every time Adam Pellick is hurt, the Islanders completely go yeah. into the shitter. So like yeah. you know, it's one they're always at one injury away. Exactly. From, like, so yeah, I I mean I get the I get it. I think there's definitely logic to it, uh, but it's just if it, it, if it's if it's just to like create more flexibility that you're not going to use, then it's a little scary. Yeah, yeah, but the idea of the reason we brought it up was like the, the idea of like Lou Lamorello kind of subconsciously subliminally you know planting the seeds that he's got five centers and one is available to trade by doing that in a in a press conference is ludicrous yeah, absolutely. Like it's absolutely ludicrous. So everybody has lose now <laughs> like if they, they know who's on his roster yep. they want to call up and talk about trading for one of them they can do that they know so he doesn't need to to make that out put that out there uh real quick before we take a break there was one other piece of islanders news last week and again we covered this on our um mailbag episode um but we'll talk a little bit more about it here. Uh, John Collins was added to the Islanders business operations. I believe he's like president of business operations or something. Uh, the article in Sportico that mentioned this talked about how he was um, 
what did it say? He was like investing in the Islanders. So I guess that means he's joining kind of their ownership deal. Uh, that's all fine and good. Collins is, used to work at the NHL. He was basically the guy who came up with the idea for the Witcher Classic, the stadium series, kind of shepherded the um, uh, World Cup of hockey. All of these things were very successful for the NHL. And as far as what this all means for the Islanders, uh, this was another thing they talked about a lot on 32 Thoughts. I don't think it meant anything. I think what this guy's job is and his focus is going to be is on getting a hotel and a retail village built around Be- Belmont Park and then making sure that the Islanders get uh, a draft, a all-star game, maybe a Frozen Four or World Junior or something along those lines because he's kind of the guy who did that stuff <laughs> at the NHL. And so I think from that point of view, yeah, it's probably a pretty good hire. Uh, he's you know worked in the business field after after that. I think he, I think he actually might have worked in hospitality too, unless I'm misremembering. So again, having him kind of behind, kind of you know overseeing the building of a hotel, probably not a bad thing. I don't think this is going to have any impact whatsoever on the Islanders on the ice, and I know a few people were kind of wondering that. I think if he walked into Lou's office and was like, "Hey, why don't we do that? even from a marketing point of view, like, hey, how about lightening up on the whole hair thing?" I think Lou would just throw him out on his ass. So I just you know. <laughs> I don't think that's what he's here for. My guess is that he's here to make sure that, you know, 10 years from now, the Islanders get a draft <laughs> or, you know, an all-star game. So we'll kind of see, but, but we'll see. It's again, the Islanders don't make any news, right? So like when they hire somebody that other people have talked to, all of a sudden it becomes a big thing. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought people were kind of, kind of blowing smoke out of their ass about this. And I was like, yeah, I don't think this is right, guys. I think he's here to you know, build this stuff and, and get an all-star game. So, um, yeah. What, where did you come out on, on Collins? I, I, I doubt you've thought too much about yeah. it because it's kind of a stupid. Yeah. Thing, but nothing. What do you think? Nothing really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe yeah, they can nice, no. take, you know, he can say, Hey, maybe we should stop charging so much money at the team store. <laughs> Why is everything so expensive in this aisles lab? <laughs> what the hell's going on, dude? I have no idea. So. Yeah, that would be funny. Well, again, he's the guy behind the the stadium series and the Winter Classic. So if anybody knows about expensive things, it's him. So, <laughs> but yeah, there you go. That's our in depth look at the the um, acquisition of John Collins. <laughs> all of all thirty seconds of talking about. Okay, great. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back and talk about a potpourri of things: the draft, some trades. Maybe we're thinking could happen. A couple other things. If you want to hear episodes of Islanders Anxiety without the commercial interruption you can go to patreon.com slash islanders anxiety sign up for one of our two tiers uh the plan start as low as two bucks a month you get ad free episodes of every show plus bonus content we're going to be recording an episode of our non-hockey podcast country club atmosphere right after this we did our mailbag those you can only hear as a member uh, of our patreon we also get mike's long-suffering newsletter you get my islanders book club and all kinds of fun stuff so patreon.com slash islanders anxiety sign up and uh enjoy uh just more of us basically okay great we'll be back on the other side with a whole bunch of other stuff come on meet us over there and now a word from our favorite sponsors first is always vintageicehockey.com where you can get t-shirts hoodies jerseys and more featuring over 100 classic hockey logos vintage ice hockey also carries our our al arbor and the island merch one of these days i'll get that and our portion of the sales go directly to the Center for Dementia Research. If you spend $50 or more, you can use the code 4CUPS, that is F-O-U-R-C-U-P-S, to get a free The Island coffee mug or pint glass or an Islander's Anxiety puck. So go to VintageIceHockey.com, use the code 4CUPS when you spend 50 bucks and get a free gift. 
Try wines from the Pinot Project. They offer a rosé, a Pinot Grigio, and a Pinot Noir that was named a 2022 Top 100 Best Buy by Wine Enthusiast Magazine. All of them are delicious, priced at less than $15 a bottle, and are available at your local wine shop and at UBS Arena. Learn more at thepinotproject.com. Please drink responsibly. Okay, potpourri time. A couple of things to go on. And uh, I don't know about you, Fridge, but when I look around the <laughs> NHL, I feel like it's going to be a fascinating offseason for many, many clubs. And uh, the Vegas Golden Knights might be one of the most fascinating offseasons we've seen in a long time. Toronto Maple Leafs might have one of the most fascinating offseasons we've seen in a long time. Pittsburgh Penguins might have one of the most fascinating offseasons we've seen in a long time. You know who's not going to have a fascinating offseason? The Islanders. They almost never have a fascinating offseason. So don't expect them to be on that list. Uh, but we do have a draft coming up uh, in a couple weeks on the 28th. The Islanders have picks uh, in the second round, the fourth round, the fifth round, the sixth round, the seventh round. So no first or third. Uh, it's almost impossible to look at uh, what we think uh, they're going to draft. There's some kids in there, I guess, that uh, might work out pretty well. Maybe they trade in to the first round. Who knows? We've we've seen them do that before under Garth Snow. Um, but this is sort of the time for draft analysis, draft kind of over analysis, maybe. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've been avoiding it all every day <laughs> at the Athletic. There's like another like mock draft. How many times can you guys talk about the same kids? There's a rearrange them in different orders. I don't understand. Who cares? And uh, and they're almost always wrong. So I have no use for any of this <laughs> at all. Uh, and I don't plan on starting uh, now. Uh, have you taken in any of this kind of stuff? Are you uh, preparing for the draft in any way? Or are you just kind of like, just going to wake up one day and be like, oh, shit, there's a draft going on. No, I'm, I'm going to bet it. I like betting the draft. It's 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 good. Oh, It's um, a good opportunity to, to catch bookmakers sleeping. Um, <laughs> I made some good money on... Uh, Simon Nemich going second overall last year. Oh, that's cool. So that's what, how I'll be paying attention to it. Uh, <laughs> just trying to figure out what to bet. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, I'm I'm kind of just hoping that it's uh, exciting in the way that uh, last season's draft kind of started exciting with Debrinket mm. and the Islanders trading for Alex Romanov and uh, the now famous, you got to talk to Vancouver from from Luna Marillo, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't. I I I'm not going to be reading these these. Uh, I like to read these mock drafts from the Athletic three or four years later, just to crack up mm. at them uh, to see right. how these people were way off the pace uh, mm. with with these you know 18 year olds who yeah man who would have thought that it'd be so tough to project how an 18 year old is going to do moving his entire life to a new country or a new part of a continent um mm. turns out that's a pretty difficult thing to to project <laughs> um and yeah. nobody seems to ever say oh man i got that one wrong but i'm always yep. there to exactly. always there to snicker well they they will but they'll do it in the most irritating right. way possible by doing a well let's do a redraft <laughs> you know oh of course you know this guy would have went first overall yeah okay well it's 5 years later of course like you can't do that <laughs> they, they never make any sense who cares like what i don't know They're the most useless articles ever written the redraft <sighs> okay well now that we now that we know 5 years later how a guy did now now we can tell you where he should have went in the draft that's not how drafts work <laughs> that's not how it works what is the point of this but <laughs> uh yeah it just, I really it's it. so annoying anyway um yeah i know but uh, yeah i mean i'm i'm excited because like i'm a 
I'm a I'm a hockey loser. I'm an NHL loser, so I'm gonna watch and just the the half percent chance that something big happens and the Islanders are involved is enough to get me to watch because what else am I going to do on a Wednesday night in June? Um, <laughs> then, then watch the, this thing. And um, I've got no expectations. Like you said, it's impossible to have any idea of what the Islanders should do. What, you know, you, you kind of hope that they just end up doing kind of what they did with uh, Atu Ratu and, and take the, or the Kirill Kabanov uh, thing, find the guy that 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 falls and do that, take that guy. But uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I I mean it's <laughs> it's it's hard, but I I do think that uh, the Islanders, because of Bailey and the fact that the Islanders need to find a taker, and Lou Lamarillo's clearly said that they're trying to mm-hmm. figure out a situation with him and. Uh, the draft is definitely one of these crossroads where it could happen uh, because he'll yeah. be walking around and talking to people. And, uh, you know, there's there's going to be an entire paparazzi contingent with with marching <laughs> orders of getting as many pictures of Kyle Dubas on 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 a phone as they can. to so make sure that <laughs> Getty Images is well stocked for the Pittsburgh yeah. Penguin writers uh, for, right. for the next season. They love they love telling you who Jim Rutherford is talking to on the draft floor yeah. too. That's a favorite one. Jim Rutherford is talking to Ken Ken Holland. What are they cooking? I don't know. Maybe they they probably know each other for twenty five <laughs> years. Like it's, it's, probably just saying, "Hey, how are your kids? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. One's getting married. Oh, that's great. Like that's that's yeah, probably what they're talking. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's saying what what teams have scouts in the building. <laughs> it's, it's the same, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's right. it's. I wish you know, like a lot of other things with the, this league like i wish that they the the broadcast was better and more there's mm. more to it rather than it, this is the classic the nhl being like look if if we had our way this would not be televised like we would just tell you who was drafted and you guys <laughs> and you losers could just go on with your day uh, but we right. got to do it because that's the age we live in so we're going to televise this thing and and that's that's enough mm. for us we're just going to do it yeah. uh, and go the cheapest, most most bare bones right. way possible, basically. And, and you're gonna have yeah. to deal with John Bucci-Gross screaming in your <laughs> ear about this guy's, right. you know, what college he played for and what mm. prep school he comes from and and who his dad was and all that stuff. But um, one thing that is exciting though is that we're gonna try our best to um, host some sort of watch along with our Patreon members which will, if all things work and there's no guarantee that they will, <laughs> but we, we've, we've yeah. got a, uh, um, an app or a website, whatever you want to call it, playback.tv, which is suggested by a listener mm-hmm. whose uh, name I forgot, but I will, or DM I forgot and I, I can track it down right now, but I will give credit uh, when it's due. Maybe when we're on the, the watch along, um, it's playback.tv and it's new and Dan and I have not used not used it yet. So keep yeah. your expectations low. But if it does work, it, it basically <laughs> seems that we can watch the draft. We'll be in this like you know, like one of those watch along video you know, things mm. on YouTube. Um and I think that those are the right times times to do something like this. I don't know what kind of appetite there is to watch like a live Islanders game or whatever with with uh mm. you know Steve Dangle 
kind of stuff in the <laughs> in the background. I just was, would much rather, I think, listen to Butch try to say Igor uh, Sharangovich and stuff. <laughs> um, but for this stuff, I think it, it works. So we'll see more more to come on that. Yeah. Uh, but that'll be yeah. a good one. And and if the Islanders make a good trade, like how how that'll be exciting. Like if if, if it was the Romanov draft all over again. That would have been. It could be. Uh, it could be an exciting first round. Uh, you know, again, even you know, assuming that the Islanders make some sort of move, or they don't need to necessarily have a draft pick to make it exciting. But uh, yeah, this is going to be exclusively for Patreon subscribers because, frankly, we have no idea how it works. So we yeah. figure, oh, yeah. we'll try with the smallest audience possible. It could, it could last. <laughs> it could last t- two minutes and thirty seconds. And you yeah, can see right. Dan and I try to figure out how to use this thing, fail miserably, <laughs> and then we'll say, "All right, yeah, see you later." Exactly. Uh, but it's worth a shot and we'll see what happens. And if it does work, then we can utilize it for other events as well. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and sign up over at the Patreon and uh, we'll have more information as we get closer to the draft, which is next Wednesday, the 28th, I want to say. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the 28th is is the first round and then uh, the, the rest of the rounds are on. Thursday, which again is the NHL doing a great job of burying one of their products <laughs> so that nobody has any idea what's going on. But uh, we're going to focus on the first round. And then free agency starts on Saturday. Yeah, back on uh, Canada Day. On July 1st. Thank God. Yes. So uh, can't go you to know, your cabins just it. yet. <laughs> That's right. The cabin will have to wait. But, uh, you know, we'll have to see again if it works out on Wednesday. We'll see what we can make something happen for Saturday. Um, but. It is an exciting time. And like you said, the draft is a time when a lot of trades get made. And and both of us kind of have sort of, I guess, wishful thinking trades that I think we both think make sense for the Islanders um, uh, that, you know, would be beneficial to them and uh, could probably work money wise, depending on obviously who goes back the other way. Now, again, this is all done with the caveat of you take two to tango. So the other guy on the other end of the phone has to be willing to accept who you're trading. But uh, I mentioned this really briefly on the NASA men round table that we did. So I'm going to get into it a little bit more now is Alex to uh the winger currently playing for the Ottawa senators was mainly with the Blackhawks beforehand. He doesn't want to sign with the senators. <laughs> he's, he's going to be an RFA. He is going to salary arbitration. The team already elected to do that. But as Elliot Friedman noted, a lot of times these, uh, or was it Ian Mendez? I think it was Ian Mendez. Uh, who covers the senators for the athletic noted that a lot of times these things never get to arbitration because either they settle on a one-year deal or uh, the guy gets traded. And in this case, I'm really hoping that the Islanders can kind of pounce to bring it has had two 40 goal seasons, uh, both with the Blackhawks. Uh, he had 27 goals last year for the uh, senators, which is a downgrade, but uh, I think, uh, you know, still would have made him, the second highest goal scorer <laughs> on the Islanders. I mean, he had, he had 11 power play goals alone, which would have probably been what a third of what the Islanders had all last year. Uh, he's only 25. He's exactly right in, you know, the right wheelhouse for this team. He's a sh- smaller guy. He's only five, eight, but he's, you know, used to playing for, you know, uh, whole seasons and, and on a top line. And I think he'd be perfect. The problem is that he is due a qualifying offer contract of $9 million, which is why the senators elected to take him to arbitration, hoping to get a 15% discount on that, which I don't blame them. But uh, I feel like if the Islanders were going to make a move, 
I feel like Josh Bailey, a native of Bowmanville, Ontario, who's making $5 million, could find his way out of Ottawa, would take a big chunk out of that $9 million. The Islanders could pay to bring it $9 million this year, maybe maybe get another contract in uh, that would be lower than that following, you know, if they were to sign him to an extension after that. And uh, I just feel like he'd be perfect. I just, it's easy. And then it wouldn't be like a one for one trade. Obviously, they'd probably have to give up picks or some prospect or something like a William Dufour or whatever it is. But I feel like Dabrinkit is the kind of guy who could slot in next to Horvat, next to Barzell, next to Nelson, and really goose the Islanders' offense. If he gets anywhere near that 40 goal mark that he used to hit with the Blackhawks, that would be a huge, 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 huge boon to the Islanders, obviously. And, uh, you know, they have guys that, that are making coin that, Maybe could uh, could move in that deal. So that's my hope. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> but every time I, I'm very, very interested in this whole Dabrinkit uh, situation with the Senators because uh, he's not staying there. He doesn't want to stay there. So, hey, man, he's from Michigan, too. So, like, you know, Long Island's closer to Michigan than Ottawa is. So let's make it happen. And uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't want to play for the Red Wings specifically. <laughs> uh, so that's my take. Uh, but you had a really interesting idea for a possible trade candidate too that you think might make sense for the Islanders and maybe not a lot of people are kind of thinking about. Yeah, this, 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 I just started thinking about, like I said, I was driving home. I had a lot of time just thinking. Um, I was thinking about Bailey, what, like what teams could use him. I actually think a team like Ottawa or Buffalo shouldn't just be discounted yeah, be for, answer, yeah. for Bailey as well. Like those teams have tons of space. They, they can use that kind of player to, who's got the experience and the intangibles to help a young team looking to take the next step. Um, and it's only one year. So like when, when they have to pay uh, Jack Quinn and JJ Paterka or whatever, like Bailey's cap hit isn't, isn't taken away from Rasmus Daly and all those kind of guys. Um, and he, he would provide them some, some value value. Will it be like on the ice? Not as much. Maybe he's off the ice, but still uh, that, those teams, I don't think, should be just kind of laughed at uh, if in the Bailey sweepstakes, if you will. Uh, calling them sweepstakes is <laughs> the worst sweepstakes yeah. ever. <laughs> uh, but the, the the thing I started to think about was that I could I could just see the Islanders starting to make a little bit of sense for Eric Carlson because mm-hmm. he fits a need. They they need someone to <laughs> run a power play. Um, they need someone yes. to move the puck. And I don't think that his cost is going to be insane because his cap hit is so high. Of course, that's the problem, right? Like mm-hmm. the Islanders will need to figure out a way to, if if this is a thing, uh, which it's not, mm-hmm. would need to figure out a way to <laughs> to get it under and and Bailey going the other way with. I don't think a huge haul because. I, like I said, I don't. I really don't think that Carlson is going to. I know he just had a hundred point season and he's going to win the, the Norris Trophy, but right. he's still an eleven and a half million dollar con, uh, contract for what is it, four or five more years, and mm. the, the Sharks are going to have to retain some of it. So Bailey going the other way, um, along with some, you know, other stuff with Carlson mm. coming back at like a reduced cap hit. Like if you got him at like the the nine five or nine million mark uh kind of leaves you a little bit of room it, it also it serves as a replacement for mayfield because he's a right shot um right and you don't have to worry about you know, f- making the, a signing on defense 
uh, and you, you right. hopefully have a little bit of money left over to work around the edges. Um, it does put you in a tight spot. It's not going to happen, but I just think that the Islanders, <laughs> uh, be, like I said, I'm, I'm setting my expectations low and thinking that the, the, right. the biggest possibility here, the greatest probability is the Islanders come away from this off season with very little uh, change. Um, mm. But I think that if it, do, if something does happen, it's, it's going to be something where they just were not ever thought of to be in the pool. Uh, right. in the sand, yeah. the sandbox, like, but in, in, in a way like this, this player kind of just like ticks off a bunch of boxes. Uh, and, and mm. I think that this is kind of the trade that I, I, I would look to make with Bailey is trying to find a, an impact player who's on a big ticket on a team like San Jose or, or, um, mm. you know, Chicago, Arizona, et cetera, you know, a, a contract that they're, they need to get out from under. But at the same time, the player is still useful. What you know, Winnipeg has a few, like like Shifley, and um, although the Bailey a Bailey for Shifley trade would be you know, almost, <laughs> almost too on the nose. Wow, that would but be like weird. those kind of those kind of players, like like that. Um, you know, it, I don't. It's it's. I know OEL just got like uh, bought out, but like not that yeah, kind of not that deal. kind of player where it's his his like his <laughs> he's not a a really serviceable player yeah. uh, but a player that is is still decent but has the the contract that teams are are really trying to find mm. their way out of and uh there's i think there's a couple of players out there that that kind of fit that bill and yeah. by trading away bailey you you offset the the hit a little mm. bit and it's 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 kind of a you scratch my i scratch your yeah. situation my uh, justin falk would be I another mean, one on st louis for for example that would be interesting. Um, yeah, I, I mean, no, I hadn't really thought about Carlson because he's just he's making so yeah. much, and I just didn't think that like Bailey. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's almost impossible for it to happen. But he's he's the one that right. came to my mind in this kind of Bailey mm. trade, right? Like whether it's him or whether it's mm. like I said, Falk or Tory Krug, Shif- yeah. like someone oh, yeah, someone who good. they're still very po- like they're positive NHL players, but the teams that mm. that they're with are are trying to uh figure out a way from out from under them (laughs) yeah um my fear with with carlson and you brought up oliver ekman larson who got bought out by the canucks this week terrible terrible situation he fell off a cliff after that trade he was okay the first couple years fell off a cliff last year he's probably hurt or whatever and this is not this buyout is going to go on until i think 2029 or maybe maybe even further like 2032 or something like that and it's different than the rick DiPietro buyout because that was a compliance buyout so it's not actually rick is not actually on the islanders cap ekman larson is going to be on the canucks cap and the coyotes cap for quite some time (laughs) after this which is like they just had to get rid of this guy but anyway i bring him up because my fear is that you know carlson is not young and yes he had a great season he's probably going to win the norris trophy that's fantastic for him but man what is the likelihood of him repeating that oh, feat zero. next year? Yeah. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> but so, he, would, he would be, uh, you know, he would take the Islanders power play from 31st to maybe 26th. There you go. <laughs> That's worth its weight in gold. Right. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not, listen, talk about crossing that bridge when we come to it. Like there's no way for us, to, you know, there's no reason for us to get kind of excited or looking at this until yeah. it actually happens. But uh, yeah, it's, it's more we'll of a, a blueprint. And Carlson was the, the name sure. that I, that I chose to to vehicle yeah. to vehicleize this blueprint. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I, that's that's <laughs> the trade I'm I'm hoping for with Bailey is like take take someone who's who's got a big ticket that has a couple years maybe after Bailey's is up mm. and uh, you know, give them the cap relief that they need in the future when they're going to need it, and they give us uh, you know the the upgrade uh, yeah. that that we desperately need. Right. The problem is that all of these things kind of hinge upon having somebody take Josh Bailey. And I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> like that's the thing, you know, it's uh, and we're not saying that I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be like, dump this guy, get rid of this. But like, he's making a lot. He's not contributing much. His place on the, in the roster is very suspect. And he's the, he's the, the biggest candidate to move, but I don't know where you're going to find a place for him. And that's why to me, you know, Ottawa, I guess, kind of makes sense. Again, it's closer to his home, I suppose. I guess it's in. He's from Ontario. I'm assuming it's closer than Long Island. But at this point, he's he's from Long Island. Like he's lived here since he's 18 years old. So his kids don't know Ontario. Any, you know, <laughs> they know Long Island. It's just how it is. Yeah, uh, Buffalo makes sense. He can hang out with with Kyle Caposo again. But will he want to go to Buffalo? I don't know. So I don't know. It's a weird situation. But uh, like we said. Uh, the draft is when weird things happen. And if something's going to happen, it might be then. Uh, it doesn't look like the Islanders are going to sign a lot of free agents. We didn't really talk about them too many. We'll, we'll probably get another one at some point um, and talk about them then. But honestly, there's not a whole lot of guys to talk about. John Klingberg, was, I think, would be one. Be kind of a cool pickup. But I don't want to give anybody these any of these guys term. Yeah. Like, I don't want to give them a long it's, contract. It's so, crazy, I mean, man. It's just like the, you, the, yeah. these poor these poor players. <laughs> yeah, like yeah exactly. The timing is just so tough. Uh, yeah. And, right. and the way that this this class is being talked about. I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this before where yeah. it's just a bunch of really, you know, the, I mean, we've talked about them a lot, but like the one guy that, I, it feels funny that um, Vladimir Tarasenko isn't being talked about like, right. as the headliner of this this class, because um, yeah. I feel like he is. Like I, I, I mean, you can. Yeah. It's him or Orlov, I would say, and I think the yeah, Orlov on defense. Yeah, sure. like, yeah. but if if when when Tarasenko, I guess it's it's, it's kind of goes goes back to what, a lot of stuff we say about the Rangers, like when the when the uh, when the Rangers traded for Tarasenko, it was like, oh my god, what a splashy mm. move for this team. And it's, not, I mean, he 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 sure he didn't set the the world on fire with them. Mm. Um, but part of that is because that they then moved heaven and earth to get a player who does very similar <laughs> things. <laughs> and right. um, but he, I mean, he, and I know he's he's dealt with injuries and whatever, but uh, and he's on the wrong side of thirty. But this is still a guy who can fill the net yeah. if, in a healthy season uh so i sure. just find it funny that he's he's not being talked about like he's it's almost like you can get him you might be able to get vladimir tarasenko at a shockingly shockingly you might be able to mm. get him at a at like a decent deal because usually he's the type of player where it's it's buyer beware like wrong side of 30 injury issues mm. but because of the way that people have kind of written him off it's yeah uh right yeah he's like flying under the radar which is not what i expected yeah Uh, so well here are the three guys that will not fly under the radar that we're going to be hearing more and more about only because of where they played before number one michael bunting (laughs) (laughs) we're going to hear a lot about him and once he signs with somebody other than the leaves people are going to be like i didn't like that guy anyway meanwhile they were 
they were like ready to slit their own wrists so that he would get he would win the Calder Trophy or whatever a couple of years ago. Um, who was the other guy? Of Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. It's going to get a lot of going to get a lot of attention. And Ivan Barbashev, uh, who just won his second Stanley Cup. He was on the Blues team with O'Reilly, and now he just won one with the the Golden Knights, and he played great in the playoffs. And uh, he can kind of write his own ticket. And what's funny is they were talking about this on. 32 thoughts. He was only making two, 2.25 the last couple of years. And boy, he's going to make probably what, three times that in the next uh, deal. But I mean, that's the kind of deal that, you know, no, I don't know anything about Ivan Barbashev at all, but that seems like the kind of like, you, you know, you ever see a, a team when they sign a, a, a Super Bowl MVP or a World Series MVP the next year, that guy always, always shrivels up into nothingness, you know? And it's like, what happened to that guy? Well, he was, he got caught lightning in a bottle. So, and Barbashev wasn't even the uh, Conn Smythe winner. But, uh, yeah, the list this year is pretty dire. You know, Zach Parisi is sixth on the list of points amongst all UFAs. <laughs> and, you know, we want him back. It's Lou mentioned he wants him back, too, but he's, it's all about his family. And, again, Zach's family's back in Minnesota. And But, you know, at 38 years old, Zach had 34 points, which is less than only Alex Kalorn, uh, who's probably going to resign with the Lightning, Patrice Bergeron is obviously not going anywhere. Jason Zucker, Michael Bunting, and Patrick Kane. And that was it. And Kane was a friggin' shell of himself. <laughs> we spent we spent our last episode just yeah. shitting on him, you know? So, um, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, there's wild. what? So, I think f- f- he's one of eight 20 goal scorers available. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I had it sorted by yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah, goal, so, yeah. Zach Parisi had 20. And, uh, so. and like Tarasenko didn't play a full season, and he was at 18. So right. you can kind of massage him into the list and um yeah like I, it's it's gonna sound crazy but engval might end up signing the contract that when people look back or like that's probably the best deal of the bunch because it's not gonna cost you too much for for this really effective yeah. player who seems to still be trending up you know he's he's 27 which is right kind of in the prime age but uh yeah barbashev is um he's the type of player that i'm i'm, I'm a little scared that the Islanders are gonna, yeah. you know, go go tr- sign because it's gonna, like you said, it's it's gonna be a big ticket. And if you told, yeah. if we said, if we made a prediction before the trade deadline or right afterwards that Ivan Barbashev was gonna sign a, a contract <laughs> that maybe has a bigger cap hit than Vladimir Tarasenko in the summer, because they were yeah. teammates in St. Louis, everyone would, you know, right. But that just goes to show you, which which is something I'll continue to bring yeah. up. You we you can make as many charts and project as many salary cap hits as you want. Everyone's going to be wrong because the whole <laughs> point of sports is that it doesn't make sense, and people kind of do their own thing and have different approaches and philosophies. And so when uh, when somebody signs, you know Nick Bugstag to a to a five year contract that with a two million dollar hit, and everyone someone burns down the Canadian. You know, <laughs> White House, whatever the Parliament House, because of it, they you just need to tell them to relax because it's it's not a, it's not a huge yeah. deal. But um, yeah, it, we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll talk more about free agents going into it. But it's 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 funny. The whole point the whole point of this exercise is this is why the Bailey trade can't just be to it like the, it, it, I I hope it's not just to create the space because what are you going to use that space on? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, sorry, not the Bailey trade, the Pajot trade. If if there is a Pajot trade, yeah, uh, right. Because what, like, you you're trading JG Pajot to sign 
Alex Kaloran too. This that same yeah. contract, well, like Bailey too. Yeah. Like, whether they trade either one of them, like they, you know, they need to create room. And like you said, like where are you going to use it? I, I'm looking at this list on Cap Friendly here, and all I see is somebody's going to make a huge mistake. Like yeah. that's I'm looking at all these names, and I'm like somebody is going to make an enormous mistake. It's, it's good summer. news for I'll say what it, like I said it's it's good news for Scott Mayfield though that this is the, the kind of yep. market he's he's going to be competing with because. Uh, on a personal level, not not good news for the Islanders if they want to bring him back because I think somebody's gonna right. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. definitely. I, again, I I think it's either going to be St. Louis or yeah. Colorado. Where he hey, and I, I have one. I just saw the name on the list, and 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 I know he was hurt at the oh. end, but I just have a feeling that Derek Broussard is he's coming yeah. back. On a, on there a you PTO. go. Oh, I was gonna say, you know who was on this list? Who was traded from the Bruins to the Capitals last year? The man who may. Has been killing oh my God, Craig Smith. the Islanders his entire career. Full now circle. we can ch- turn the tables. Oh my God, Craig Smith, all nine nine goals and seven assists he had last season. Oh my God, could you I, imagine? We'd, we'd have, have to, to get him. We'd have to have a, scrub. Like a an abs- absolute town hall with him. <laughs> Sit, sits down at UBS Arena. It's a sellout, and people yeah. are just like, "Do you know how much torment you've caused us?" He's like, "No, I don't even remember playing you guys. Honestly, I didn't. Right? I yeah, I don't know. I didn't know what this building looked like. I just show up and." Maybe he just wanted to play for the Islanders so badly. <laughs> playing he his was way trying to like audition. Now it's time. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Puy Suter, oh, also yeah. uh former uh, training camp attendee. So somebody's going to make a huge mistake. And I just hope it's not the Islanders. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Someone, one of these guys, and maybe more, more than one of these guys, is getting way too much for way too long, as Lou said. And um, just got to hope it's not our guys. So there you go. So we'll see. All right. Well, that was... um potpourri a bit of a rambly uh, conversation but uh that's the kind of time we got we got a little bit of time to go excitement's getting ramped up and soon before you know it, we'll have a draft we'll have a free agency and uh then everybody will be in their cabins and uh we won't see them until uh, october so we'll be here but they won't uh so we'll uh you know we'll reconvene at some point uh again we have a country club atmosphere episode coming to the uh patreon this week so you'll have this and you'll have that we did a we had a Weird Islanders episode come out on Friday with our friend Desmond from Through the Island podcast about Shane Prince, who was a one-time uh, massive uh, trade deadline acquisition for the Islanders. Yes, it's true. And we had a great time talking about him. And our finale of Weird Islanders, the podcast we just recorded last week, and that's going to come out on June 30th. That's just the season finale. We'll be back next year, obviously. But we had a great time talking with a huge guest. Can't wait to unveil that one. That's going to be June 30th. But Check out the Desmond episode about Shane Prince. It was awesome. Uh, We had a lot of fun talking about that. And uh, then next week, we're going to hopefully do our live draft. um, Yeah, we really sold it. I guess. uh, Yeah. (laughs) 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 I don't know what to even call it. But we'll we'll listen. We'll we'll talk more about it. We'll see what else we can do uh, and, uh, you know, what we can make work. And uh, we'll put out more information about that next week. But uh, if you're a Patreon member, join us for this live event and uh you know hopefully it'll be a lot of fun and we'll see we'll see how it goes but in any event uh regardless of how that that turns out uh we will be back with our season finale on july 2nd or 3rd somewhere in that neighborhood after free agency after the draft we'll we'll recap both of that stuff and then uh that's it for this the you know the, the main feed for the summer unless there's like a big trade or something but uh, again things will be rolling at the uh the patreon so We'll tell you more about that as we go on. 
sign up at patreon.com slash Islanders anxiety for bonus content and blood, all that stuff. Uh, follow us at Isles anxiety pod on Twitter. I always keep forgetting to mention that. Leave us a review on iTunes, Apple podcasts. Uh, it really does help. Thank you so much for people who have been leaving reviews for us. We really appreciate it. Read lighthouse hockey every single day, obviously vintageicehockey.com, Pinot project fans first sports network fans first SN on Twitter. Michael Leboff, where can everybody find you on Twitter? The Big Lebowski with two E's. Follow Mike at The Big Lebowski. Read and listen to his work at Action Network. Uh, any final thoughts on the many, many sort of half topics yeah. that we covered in this this very scrambly, potpourri episode? Yeah, it's not even a calm before the storm because there's no storm, right? Like, it's right, just yeah. calm. It's, calm, it's just it's like, what's, yeah. what's going to come? And, and uh, I think, you know, the, the, I guess the storm is just this is the last few could be the last few days with Josh Bailey uh, as a member of yeah. the New York Islanders, uh, which, you know, I've, I've tried so hard not to think. And I mean, and, and Mayfield too. Um, yeah. Farlamov. Yeah. It's like, really suck. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying, I've been trying my best not to think about it, but when mm-hmm. as you get closer and stuff to it, it's, it's starting to, to dawn on me. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, to, to, to unpack, uh, those emotions when and if those things happen, it's it's gonna be tough. But yeah, you know, I guess that's 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 our wheelhouse. You know, we're not gonna yeah. be able to tell you what the the on ice implications are, but we can tell you what <laughs> what it's gonna be like when Josh Bailey gets traded and you're at a family, yeah. fu- you know, you're at a christening or something, and and you're stuck, mm-hmm. and you Josh Bailey just got traded, and now you got to figure out a way to talk to your aunt without crying yeah. and explaining to her that the reason you're crying is because of a very above, above average at best NHL player. <laughs> well, he's a guy who's yeah, been exactly. in your life for the last 15 or yeah. 16 Yeah, much years. more than this, like the baby weird. that's being christened or something. So, <laughs> um, right. Yeah. That would be, you know, that maybe know, that's, right? you know, we, we had a question in our mailbag episode about, what Josh Bailey night looks like at UBS arena. Mm. And I couldn't really think of a good answer. And I apologize to Rish for that because uh, it, it, it caught me off guard and it was a, that's a, an emotional question to answer, but maybe the, the mm. correct answer is you have a very long Island kind of celebration in the back room of the Italian restaurant in, in, in center reach or something. <laughs> and all these Islander fans come and they just have a, we just have a buffet yeah. of, Penny Ala Vodka. Chicken Milanese. Yeah, Penny Ala Vodka. the back of this restaurant. <laughs> celebrating Josh yeah. Bailey the way he's he's meant to be celebrated. Right. Uh, and everybody <laughs> then you know leaves at around 3 o'clock and is tired and goes to sleep early yeah. that night. And they all complain about the traffic on the way yes. home. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. That's the most Long Island thing There's ever. No, yeah, there was no parking. The traffic right, was yeah. terrible. <laughs> the food was good. It was nice seeing everybody. I got to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you, Josh, for everything. <laughs> I'm taking a centerpiece. And Thank have, you. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. God bless. You know. God, God bless and good luck in right. good luck in Ottawa right. or Vancouver yeah. or wherever you end up, buddy. But uh, I got to go. The kids are right. got to pick the kids up. That, that might be it. That might be the best Josh Bailey uh, ceremony we could possibly ask for. But maybe there won't be one. We don't know. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> maybe he comes back and he scores. Uh, he's a point per game player for the Islanders. You never know. You never know. But like Guys, you said, it's, surprises. Yes, uh, it's and we are in a point now when anything can literally happen. <laughs> we're we're po- post cup, pre draft, pre free agency. It's all out on the table right now. 
And so uh, why not think about this stuff? But uh, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We will be back at least one more time. I don't know. Maybe we'll slide something else in. We'll see what happens. And we will let you know more about our uh, first round of the draft video thing, whatever we're going to call it uh, at some point once we uh, sort it all out with uh, the technology. And uh, we'll let you know. All right. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye.